Welcome into the most uncomfortable episode of Jobbing Out of all time. <laughs> Here's the premise. I can't do the whole show. Brandon has to whisper because he's got a wife and kids sleeping like two feet away from him. And so, father-in-law and aunt. Oh, and, uh, I, shut up. No, you don't. Wh- yeah. Why did you say that Thursday night was good for you? What the hell? Because <laughs> well, I, I thought I could sit in my car, but then I realized I have no way to get back in here if I do that. Because Wait, what the person that has the key went the person that has the key went to bed, and I don't know where it is. So, <laughs> and we're in like a condo kind of thing. So I'm in a living room. It's just, it feels like my, my voice, well... Clearly, my voice right. carries. All right. It's not yeah. quite as bad as I thought it was being in a hotel room, but still. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, I really don't know that I can stay for that long. So I, I had a few things that I had written down that I wanted to cover. You wrote something and down? I did. Who I was like, it, if, no, I did. I said, if these, if I only have a little bit of time, I want to hit these things. And I want to start. It's not even the most important thing, but it's the first thing on my list. So deal with me, and then you guys can do whatever you want. The first thing on my list is I remember this week how much I effing hate the notion of the stolen title belt trope. It's the dumbest trope in all of professional <laughs> wrestling. I hate it with a burning passion. It's awful. My imagine if I showed up tomorrow, right? I wandered down to Williamsburg and I broke into Brandon's uh, uh, weird uh, condo and I like took his wedding ring and I walked in and I was like, "Hey, Brandon, I'm married to Tracy now." And That's he was how just, it works. He was just like, "Oh man, that sucks. I want to be married to Tracy again." <laughs> I was like, "Sorry, nope, I am." That's the way it goes now. It's the dumbest trope that they ever do in professional wrestling. It makes MJF look a little materialistic again and a little bit like – and if this was purposeful, if it was like a reminder of, hey, remember, he is still kind of a D-bag, but that's not at all the character that they've been presenting. They have presented a full face turn, and I I hate this with a burning passion. And The reason why it bothers me more is because it's an otherwise good program. Otherwise, it's a program that we're all on board with. It's working. They have made it seem like it's worthy, even though it's not really worthy. They haven't really done enough with Jay White since he's been in AEW to justify it. It's worthy because he's Jay White. Correct. Like, he's good enough that it makes up for that. It just sucks that they have fallen into the dumb, low-hanging fruit trope of a stolen title belt because it's stupid AF. I'm not yeah. nearly – just because it is a such a wrestling trope, it's just so ingrained in my head that it's like, is it stupid? Yes. Is it stupid in wrestling terms? Yeah, okay. You know, you just kind of roll with it because it is such a trope. Shoot, you know. It, well, but – You do this multiple times a year. I you don't like normally – not normally with the heavyweight championship, though. You do it with the silly belts that no one cares about because no one actually knows who those champions are. It, it's, it's wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, ha-ha. Like, we don't – nobody remembers who the actual champion is. So we can do this and pretend like it wouldn't – everyone knows who the champion is. There's no dispute or debate about the champion. The champion is MJF. There is no reason for him to care that he doesn't have the belt. He knows who the champion is. The other part that nobody ever wants to talk about at the highest level, 
you can never portray as though there's any authority within the company when you do something like this. What you're really True. saying is there is no authority within our wrestling company because if there was, they would say, hey, by the way, you don't just get to walk around with somebody else's championship belt. So what you're saying is right now in this company, there is no authority. The inmates are on the asylum, and that's all that there is. And you can't ever actually talk about that because you're trying to pretend like that's not the case. It's terrible. It sucks always. But but also, when has this ever worked? Ever? Like, I get that you're saying it's a trope, but like, when has the trope been good? I'm sure there's uh, been a time here or there, but not many times. No, it's always been awful, and it's lazy. And again. When there's nothing else going on, fine, whatever, just do this. It's silly. This is shameful because there is something going on, and you have no need to do this. All right. I'm scratching that off my list. I'm moving on to the next thing on my list. The next thing on my list is LOL Cena wins. I, I have no idea why they decided <laughs> to do this. Not And by the way, not about John Cena. No. Not about John no, Cena. No, about New Cena. About yes. No, no, it is John Cena. Like, whatever, I, I can't remember who it was, but it was someone, you know, someone who listens to the show, someone... And I think it was like two months ago I said, well, Cody is just Cena because we had another moment that Cody was just simply John Cena. And he's like, no, you're reading this wrong. No, 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 no. Cody is literally John Cena. Uh, also, not the only John Cena of the night on a night where John Cena was there. But I'll come back to that. Um, I don't uh, I don't actually care all that much. I, I would like this. I would never like it. I would dislike it less. If there were actually championship belts on both shows, and this is the only tag team championship you have, and now it's not a tag team, it further cements how much you don't care about Jey Uso. He's just a running buddy to accomplish whatever Cody wants to accomplish. It's it's nonsense. It's utter nonsense at the highest level, but I, I don't know. Cody Rhodes is involved, so people think it's awesome. It's yeah, I mean, I, I the only thing that I'm wondering now is like, are they doing this solely because they want to put the belts on Solo and Jimmy and they feel it'll be more impactful this way? I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm wondering if that's just that is the re whole reason for this. There's an open challenge on SmackDown, apparently. Jay's going to be. Of course they're going to be on SmackDown because they're on SmackDown anyways. Not that it really matters, but now they have the belts and they have a reason to be on SmackDown. It's ridiculous. Um, I look, man, whatever. I, no, I don't. My favorite, no, but my favorite thing about that is how are they going to say the Judgment Day is on SmackDown because they did the thing again last it week. It doesn't like, matter. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just no. I'm saying they, you know, made a point every time the Judgment Day are there to be like, you know. Yeah, they, they're allowed they, to be. They 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 use their once if if the moon hits your eye like a big uh, like a big pizza pie uh, rule, then you get to be on SmackDown. They they <laughs> use that qualification in the contract in order to get in. No, I mean it's it's incredibly stupid. But as dumb as that is, it's n arguably not even the biggest LOL Cena wins thing that happened this week. <laughs> yes, yeah, because the Seth Rollins is by far the biggest LOL Cena wins and. How how lame their attempt was to come up with something like the the scenario that we pointed out that would have sucked on the show last week. They did something even worse than that. They just basically 
cucked Damian Priest. That's it. <laughs> hey, Damian, like, it'd be one thing if for, like, a long time Rhea had been some weird, like, dominatrix and, like, <laughs> had some sort of weird control over the Judgment Day and whatever Rhea said went. And I, I guess that maybe they were trying to portray that that's where this is going by having well, her be well, the... Hold on, hold on. They did sort of establish that when she returned. Not that she had control over them, no. She was bossing them around. Uh, She had some leadership, but not whatever they'd... They've still had plenty of issues and personal problems that she has had no ability to control whatsoever. I'll I'll say this. In in a larger scale, the idea of reminding people... By the way, it's not automatic that you win when you cash in. You have to be 100%. We learned this last year that Austin Theory didn't pick his spot right, and because of that, he lost the briefcase. That's not a bad thing to remind people of, and it's not a bad road to go down on, okay, we're, we're, we have this thing that, look, if you do use this right, you are going to be champion, but you got to use it right. So going down that road's not bad. I just don't know if they did it in the most eloquent way. On, uh, they the did the opposite of that. There was no need for that to be a last standing man standing match for the championship belt. The moment that they did that, they needed to come up with something better. They needed to come up with something that actually justified why you're taking him out well, of the equation. Just make him limp it. a hell of a lot more. Correct. Like, like they, actual... they did it. They actually did it. <laughs> just didn't. Then he wasn't limping that much. No, he he was fine. He was been in perfect place to come out. And and take a swing at someone who had just gone through a match where he literally couldn't stand up at the end. Remember, Seth Rollins couldn't stand up at the end of the match. But Damian Priest was told by Rhea Ripley, God, we gotta, we really gotta think about this one, Chief. Which just makes them all look stupid. There's no way around well, she, it. Well, she said he was hurt, but they didn't show. Seth that. Rollins that couldn't stand up. Seth know, Rollins couldn't should, no, stand remember. up. But, remember, but that's the thing. Everything a, makes sense if, if he literally He was in the trainer's room with ice on his leg whenever but, they did this. The other guy he, couldn't stand up. Well, no, but but by the way, he was on the, the trainers, but then he got up and he was walking more or less no, but, fine. But they left. But but the, in theory, they left. Right. But they, my point is, why did they so, leave? Yes, there's no reason. This is the insane that there's no reason they couldn't have stayed and said, let's see how the winner of the last man standing <laughs> match comes out of this. And if they are physically capable, because we don't ever have to cash the belt in, we could at least watch. And if that person seems fine, then we don't have to cash the belt in. No problem. But at the end of the night, the champion wasn't capable of standing. And they right. had, before they knew that, said, gee, gosh, golly, you got a, bit, a little bit of a stinger there, boy. Uh, why don't we just bail on seeing if the winner of the match can't stand? It's <laughs> stupid. It is breathlessly stupid. It sucks at every level. You're doing pro wrestling. If you're not capable of doing it, stop trying. This isn't hard, man. This is not some mouth breather in their basement like, I've looked over the last 17 years and this thing is not, it's, there's no continuity there. This is very simple. 
You, everyone knows there's a last man standing match. You realize that now everyone is expecting that there's going to be a cash-in at the end of the night. So now you, because you know there's not going to be a cash-in, have to throw them off the scent so they don't boo at the end of the night when they don't get the thing that they thought they were going to get. But you don't do any work to justify it at all. You don't try. You just say, the heels, the heel faction says, ah. Buddy, you guy, I don't know. You look a little sore. Maybe, maybe we just, why don't we just take the rest of the night off? It stinks. <laughs> well, the only credit I'll give them is at least they did something. Cause the past well, like six months they've been doing, they just have him not do it at all for no reason. So no, but I, I actually almost find that worse. Cause they did it. They did the thing. As soon as I saw, you know, his knee got taken out there, I literally typed, Oh, is this how they're going to, you know, Make it so he can't cash in at the end of the night? Okay, they did something. And then the segment was, Rhea was saying he's hurt, but he sure wasn't looking hurt. He didn't look hurt Monday. Right. By the way, neither did Seth. (laughs) I mean, God. LOL Cena wins, man. It's, It's just, don't, please don't force us to make pro wrestling get in the way of what we want to do. Please don't remind us that we're a pro-wrestling company that's supposed to tie things up because it's just way easier if we just tell you this is what we're doing and please just accept that this is what we're doing. Please don't ask us to do pro-wrestling because we don't we don't want to do that. We'd just rather not. We'd rather you just accept here's how things are. Please just like it for the sake of liking it. Now, like, for what it's worth – that was a, a, a horrible pay-per-view. I mean, it was there was no reason to watch it. It was bad, and yet they had a sold-out arena, and, you know, it, I, I, I'm going to guess there were a bunch of people that watched it. So God bless them for the fact that they can shovel S, and people are happy to – this is the goofy bit. Right now, WWE's in a, a fairly good place, and AEW's not, and the truth is – there is no difference in the quality of the programming at the moment. They, it, it stinks across the board. There is no one that is producing consistently good content on any professional wrestling show right now. So God bless the fact that WWE was running so hot for the spring and the summer that nobody's even bothering to notice how terrible it is at the moment. Brandon? I, mean, I think terrible is aggressive. It's awful. There is nothing there. It's not, it's not awful. No, it's an abominate. Name something good. Uh, the women's match was good. The, the, the John Cena match was good. The women's match but, was but, not but, particularly good. It was fine. But, but by the way, like, the, the women's match, uh, so, something that stuck about the women's match is the only thing. With Charlotte needs to stop doing a moonsault anywhere near EO Sky. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't need to do that. It was fine. It was palatable. It was... Uh, on, on a night where the standard was extraordinarily low, it was probably one of the better things on the card. But in comparison to other women's matches, it was basically a, a TV match. It was a SmackDown match for the most part. I mean, you don't like the result, but the Seth Rollins match was good. The the uh, match, if again, if you're willing to ignore all of the programming, then yeah. But now we're right back to what we said we didn't like about AEW. AEW has good matches all the time. Like this is the you're you're just trying to defend something that's indefensible. The programming stinks. It stinks to high heavens. 
It, it, they can put off that. By the way, if you want me to say something, it was the the match in a vacuum was excellent. It was the only redeemable part of the entire night was that it was uh, the match was really good. But you can't put it in a vacuum. You have to measure it by how insanely stupid this has become. With why did you need to do this with Seth Rollins? Why did Seth Rollins need to be John Cena? This was supposed to be a different type of championship, not just this guy's always going to win and the same person is always going to hold the belt. You don't have your other champion around, and I fear that that's the reason why they're doing it is like, well, this the other championship has to be strong. But this is cartoonish, man. Like, And it's Seth Rollins isn't that guy. This character sure as F ain't that guy. So I, you can't just get me to say, well, like, yeah, but they had a good match, so – Forget everything else, because if that was the case, then AEW is the best pro wrestling company ever. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. All right. Anything else on your list? Um, I I wanted to talk about the NXT show on Tuesday. Um, NXT WrestleMania. Yeah, NXT WrestleMania. I, look, obviously, it accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. They got a they popped a TV rating in a world where we still pretend like TV ratings matter. They they were able to get what they wanted out of it, and God bless them. They didn't – if I want to be unoffensive about it, I don't think they did anything that terribly hurt anyone or got in the way. But part of that is because, as we all know, they've been getting in their own way for months and had made NXT this, like, mixed match main roster thing – and so it's hard to get in the way of that because it's just more of that. I don't think there was a lot of help that was done. I, I, you can't tell me that Carmelo Hayes doing the Undertaker's thing at the end of the night really helps Carmelo Hayes because there's nothing, there's nowhere to go with that. There's no association between Carmelo Hayes and the Undertaker. It's, it's one off as one off gets. It's cool and it feels like he's getting some sort of rub, but I would actually argue the fact that The Undertaker came out and responded to Braun Breaker was the more significant rub if there was one to get, but I, I don't know what you do with that moving forward. Do you keep trying to have Braun Breaker talk about being a badass moving forward? He's not going to – there's not going to be a match with The Undertaker at some point in the future, so what are you getting out of that long term? I I I don't think it was bad. I don't think anybody was hurt. John Cena's promo was quite silly. Like, I had to see that you guys are doing such great things that I wanted to be here. Like, I, I come on, man. Everybody, <laughs> everybody reads the news. We all have the Internet. We all know what's going on here, fella. Like, that was, you know, a pretty significant John Cena-esque promo. But, I, you know, I, I don't think it hurt anybody. I don't think anyone was helped by it. They staved off the fact that Dynamite ran up against them, and they got what they wanted out of it. So, obla di obla da, life goes on. I think you have an incredibly pessimistic view on everything. I, I mean, mean well, because, what, who, who was helped? By, to yeah, be fair, I think who was helped? Hayes was helped. How? I think if, because I think if you, in theory, if, if, if you're saying by putting these people on and advertising them that you're attracting eyes that don't normally watch NXT, then you are – having John Cena point out this talent as someone who's important and then the undertaker as well. But I think the more significant thing is having 
sort of John Cena tell you that Carmelo Hayes is, you know, what they think he is. And they have Paul Heyman telling you the same thing about Braun Breaker. That's um, the argument for Sting doing good things for Darby because he's in the no, same segment not. with Darby. It's completely different. It's Sting's on the show, the, the same show. It's, it's, it's but, the same show every week. That argument would be more valuable if you just had them show up one time unannounced and – Wow, this is a big deal. They sent John no, Cena down here. No, listen, listen, stop. If they did that and they said, wow, John Cena really went out of his way on a Tuesday, even if it was announced ahead of time, but it was just him. He went out of his way on a Tuesday to show up and do the work for Carmelo Hayes. Boy, that's interesting. Everyone knows what this show was. Everyone is aware of what was happening on Tuesday night. None of it means anything. It was these people have to be here because we are trying to pop a number. So is there any reason to believe that any of this carries over? Is next week they are they still referring to it? Maybe they should to try to back up what you're saying. But your that rub matters if Paul Heyman shows up on a random show to work with Braun Breaker. All of a sudden you say, oh, wow, they're they're giving Paul Heyman and Braun Breaker. Dude, they're trading it seriously. This was the opposite. This was these chess pieces have to be here to do something. So here's what they're going to do. But none of it comes off in, a, in any sort of kayfabe you didn't way. Take anything, you didn't take anything out of the Paul Heyman calling Roman Reigns after talking to him? No, I think that was them wanting to associate the idea that Roman Reigns was also on the show. I did not take anything from it. <laughs> See, I, th- I thought maybe they were insinuating Braun Breaker was going to be part of the Super Friends uh, War Games situation. Now, maybe he will be, but that will only make it worse. Like, <laughs> Why would it be I worse? Mean, if you're saying that it can't possibly be worse, I'll listen to you, but it's worse because now it's, it's not even just not a faction. It's not even condensed to one. Oh, it it's war games worse. It just makes the concept of super friends worse. Like super friends always, are supposed to be the faces against the Titanic heels. <laughs> like what, what is this? What are we doing here? We're just here's, taking. Here's what I, was, I I don't think it was particularly bad. Yeah. I didn't but, say that. But, but, it reminded me which which was the uh, special raw that also was in um, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Was that like Raw One Thousand? Yeah, or, it was or Raw Thirty or whatever. Raw Thirty, whatever. And it's like they had all these interactions between the legends and the the current stars. And at no point did any of the legends put over the current stars. But at the same time, none of the current stars like were made to look bad. So we were like. Okay, that could have been worse, but you missed some opportunities here. And that's kind of what I felt about NXT is like, I know that you actually, you know what? Roxanne should have beat, beat Nasca. No. Like, that was an opportunity. Stop it. Stop Why? it. Why? What are you doing with Asuka that she couldn't take a loss? Uh, I mean, maybe we'll find out. I don't know, but I, I like, right. I mean, uh, right I now, that's the that's the that's the more pandering version of this is that you would just have them. No, lose but you're doing and something. It never happened. Well, no, you're, the point. They, the, but the, then they'd pretend it never happened. Why? Don't pretend it never happened. Make yeah, it so I, Roxanne is the future of the women's division. What I'm saying is they would talk about that on NXT, but then there no, would be nothing say on them on every show. Make well, Roxanne a, if she's not on every show. Because you're present, you're going to have her. You're, are you going to have her up at some point? 
Is he ever going to go up to Raw or SmackDown? Ever. I mean, you can't, you can't have Roxanne Perez. Oscar's never lost in NXT ever. So that would be, that's why it's perfect. Give her, a, make that mean something. She's probably now never going to have a loss. Yeah, why, in NXT. yeah, why, why is that, why, why is that relevant at this point that Asuka's never lost in NXT? Actually, Aaron's making a great, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm normally allergic to saying this, but Aaron's making a great point. That, that makes it all the more valuable to have done it, to have said, this is a way that it doesn't hurt Asuka at all because it's like it never happened. And yet it benefits Roxanne Perez significantly moving forward. It's a great opportunity to give someone a real rub out of this. It's not just, hey, these people were here. That's a real meaningful rub. Um, this, this comes off more like, hey, the major leaguers came down to the AAA park to play a game against them, and it was a thing that occurred, and tomorrow no one cares. But right, do, but what would happen if the major leaguers went down to the AAA park? What do you mean? The AAA team wouldn't win. Well, that the idea being, this is pro wrestling. Like, These are triple. You you can treat them not like triple yeah, people. Like you can do that type of stuff and make it matter and make it something that wasn't just one night and you forcing something to try to pop a number, you can do more with it. Aaron, I got it. But this is a really bizarre world where Aaron and I keep agreeing. I don't like this. I'm going to (laughs) break out knives. Um, But Aaron's point is well taken, which is you, it didn't, it didn't suck. I mean, it only sucked in the same way that all programming sucks right now. And for whatever reason, Brandon doesn't want to deal with that. But like, it, it's just there's just not good programming being made at the moment. I don't know if it's the nature of football season and everybody's just struggling. I don't know if it's because Roman Reigns went away and they're having. I, I there's just not good programming being made at the moment. It's it's. Well, I, un- I just I find a land between suck and great. Like I don't think those are the only two options. But if it's not good, I'm telling you're not presenting to me what's good. What is the good quality storytelling that's being done right now in pro wrestling? I mean, I want to see what happens with the bloodline stuff when Roman. There is no bloodline. There's no bloodline. What are you talking about? You want to see what happens with the bloodline? There's no bloodline. I mean, Roman Reigns was on the show this week. Great. So obviously, they're going to do such incredible programming in the two hours or two segments that Roman Reigns is around for. Like. That's what it would have to be to make this interesting. Hold hold on, Brandon. You're interested in where the bloodline goes. You you think it could be what like fantasy book this in your world. What happens to make the last two months make sense? Why does why do I have to tell it? Because you're defending it. Because no, because I don't have to write it and then have everything that I say happen to enjoy something. No, we're not telling you it has to happen. We're saying what could happen. That I, I would can't make think it. of a compelling thing to make Jay, the Jimmy Uso character make sense. It is impossible to well, make Jimmy Uso. Te- they, and again, like I've been saying for weeks, they're telling you that that's a fake situation. Like he thinks he's in the bloodline and he's not. And right. now, why does he want to be in the bloodline? Right. right. Because I explained this last week because he thought that he was going to explain to his brother why he did what he did and it didn't work. So now he didn't want to be alone and he's going to reinsert himself into the bloodline. But he hates Roman Reigns. That's part Devil of the Jimmy you know. Uso character. Just, just, Devil you know. 
Yeah, it, it's it stinks. There's no way it's not. That's not good. There's no good story there. It's what you do when you don't have a story and you say, well, you know what? But he was really no. That's a that's not an interesting or compelling story in any way. It's just we trying to keep trying to force that there's something here because we want to keep trying to force that there's something here when everybody knows there's nothing there. It's bad. It's bad. Bad. Bad programming there are not compelling stories being told it's part of the reason why everybody's showing up on every show it's it's sleight of hand it's let's keep moving the the shells so you never know which one the little ball is underneath of let's dizzy you to the point where you don't recognize the fact that none of this is good there's nothing here that's good in any way they want to get you to believe that the L.A. Knight thing is good, but they've still not actually done anything with L.A. Knight. He just got to be John Cena's version of Jey Uso. Like, they're not actually doing anything of relevance. No one is progressing. No one is moving forward in any way. You want to say that you believe they're going to get there at some point with L.A. Knight, so, like, the hope of that makes you keep coming back? That's fine, but that doesn't mean they're doing good quality storytelling. It's just you hoping that they're going to get there eventually. This is bad, man. It is bad. It is at moments not even trying. It is just throwing S out there. They did an AEW pay-per-view over the weekend, which you know because we talked about it last week. They're not trying they're going through the motions and i I can't figure out what the if it's the ownership change and it nobody really knows who's in charge at the moment and i i can't i think i think it's i think it's the roman reigns being gone part it makes it worse it's the worst part it's it's two part it's that roman reigns is gone and they had the perfect opportunity for how to handle roman reigns being gone and instead they said lol we're not going to do that um, like I, I think the second that they the second that they inserted John Cena, it turned it into house show summer. That's valid. I mean, I, in in the idea I, that I, nothing I think, like John Cena it, has to be important because he's John Cena, but literally nothing right. he can do can be important because we know no, like he's going to be gone right. in a month. But I guess we have to right. separate two things. Uh, is it bad because of John Cena, or is John Cena there because it was going to be bad? And, and no, no, I don't know. No, 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 no. See, you're using the word bad. I'm using the word not moving forward. I think it's house show summer because they didn't have Roman Reigns and they put in John Cena. So the person they need to move things forward isn't there, and the person that they inserted to replace him can't move things forward. Right. That's bad. I mean, we can use whatever words you want to use. It's bad. That's what it is. When you can't move anything forward, that's bad for pro wrestling. That's bad for any – like if you did a season of television where you move nothing forward, everyone would say it's bad. Like there might be still compelling reasons to watch, but you can't say that it's good programming. It's bad. Um, Especially but, when you choose to do it. Right. But to the This point, isn't an injury and, and I think that's kind of the big thing. Yeah, it's a like, self inflicted wound, right? You did this you if you knew Roman Reigns was going to be gone and you had the ability to actually do good programming, but instead you said either because you think the Cody Rhodes thing needed to be Roman Reigns streak or because you just as a company in a time of upheaval needed to say that Roman Reigns was your champion, you sacrificed the ability of doing good programming at the altar of keeping Roman Reigns as the champion. It's a self-inflicted wound. I'll, I'll say if we're looking for something good, just to kind of change things a little bit, 
I'm really enjoying the Drew McIntyre character, even if I'm very, very concerned that they're already putting him in the title picture, that it's going to lead to absolutely nothing at all. But I'm enjoying the and character in the moment. That matches. I can't I can't figure out if I'm enjoying the Drew McIntyre. Like, if I squint, I would say that I'm enjoying it because it's a little bit different. But I really all- liked I, – I don't think I said this last week. I really, really enjoyed the all I have to to do is say sorry and you forgive me line. Like, I thought that was really good. That was good. I don't know. I I feel like what we're saying is the bar is so low that just just something that's slightly different. We're like, ah, that's interesting. But it's to the point that in a in a world of programming where everything's bad, I'll give you that that one's probably not bad. I don't know how net positive it is yet. And maybe it'll get there and there'll be good payoff, but it's not bad. It's at least interesting. And. In in a world where there ain't much interesting, it's good to have something, I guess, if you're going to keep watching. And clearly I am, so I'll, I'll take something <laughs> that's interesting. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that would even qualify as interesting at the moment. Brandon? Yeah, why is back? That's the yeah. one thing I can't figure out. To what purpose? Yeah, like if I thought that was – No, I, I like if, if the, ju- if the judgment – They're going to win the tag titles. When, when though? Like that, and that's that was the thing. If Judgment Day had won, I'd be like, "Yes, DIY is dethroning the Judgment Day. This is going to be awesome." But now we're going down a road where either Jay and Cody are holding it for a while, or they're losing it to Jimmy and Solo. And if you want to say DIY dethrones Jimmy and Solo, fine. But there's no but, story there. Like, there's no. You, you're yet. just so it's the now now DIY's got to be on the Super Friends Survivor Series team in order to get you there. <laughs> I mean, I would like that. <laughs> yeah, to be I, I fair, would, seeing those two in war games would be pretty great. I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't be good in war games, but we're just getting – we're going theater of the – is it going to be a 10-on-10 10 10 match at some point? <laughs> it seems – it's starting to seem that way. Like, I mean, is it really just going to be, this is the show, come on out, everybody's in one match, it's all the good guys against all the bad guys? Like, enjoy <laughs> – I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit well, different. Okay, than anything. wait, wait, wait. Let's let's say it's the three face tag teams on one side. You have Cody and Jay. You have Kevin and Sammy. You have DIY. You got. Let's just say Roman's there. So Roman, Jimmy, Solo, and Finn. Um, and, and do you use all three of them, or do you throw in Braun Breaker like Brandon suggested? <laughs> well, I I wouldn't, but 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 I mean I but but let's say but let's say it's those three tag teams against the three Bloodline and three Judgment Day members. Like, it's silly as hell, but, man, that sounds yeah. like a fun train wreck. I'm sure or it, it would. Or is it Cena and L.A. Knight? Is Cena going to be around for Survivor Series? Yeah, I don't know how long Cena's He's around for. He's advertised for the Rehod show. Yeah, that's three weeks before Survivor Series, right? Well, well right, so it's getting closer. But, well, but if, the, if, the the, if the strike isn't over by then, I mean, why wouldn't he be around? Fair. I thought the strike was over. The writer's strike is over. The actor's strike is not oh, over. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I, I thought most of us thought the actor strike was going to fall right in line after the writer's strike. So it's kind of weird that it's taken this long since the writer's strike. So I, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to make of that. Um, and, and maybe it's your backup plan, right? Like you want it to be Cena in LA night, but if for some reason you don't have Cena, then you slide DIY in and it can get you to somewhere that you want to go and, 
I, to your point that it can be a fun train wreck, yeah, like that's that's what it could be. There's no real reason why any of this is happening, but let's just throw them all in there and see what they do. Okay, fine. I'll 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 hear you. There's no real reason for it, but there could be worse. I mean, that's that's where we are. This is the fall of. If you're telling me that I need to pick six faces on a side against yeah. the the unholy union of Bloodline and Judgment Day, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad group of six faces. I'm with you. I mean, like it's it's it, it it's fine. It's fine. That's the best. Uh, thing quick, and I got I got to go actually, in a minute. Will they actually come up with? a deal between the judgment day and the bloodline, or is it just going to be, we just agreed to team up. Like, no, I, think it, be... I, I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes as a thorn in both of our sides. Yeah. Let's crush him. I, and I think it's going to be one that has tension and they don't, they don't really get along. Like they get along in one <laughs> moment and then they, but there's an enemy of my enemy. But the, you don't think there's going to be anything where like Rhea, Rhea told Roman Reigns that, that, Damian Priest won't cash in on him or something like as the trade-off for. I think the only way you go further with that, first of all, I like, I think Roman, if you present it to Roman Reigns, he, the Roman Reigns character should laugh at that and say, (laughs) well, it's not, it's Paul Heyman, but yeah. But Paul Heyman should also laugh at that, right? Like the characters that you presented should not fear Damian Priest cashing in on Roman Reigns, one, because Roman Reigns is never there, and two, because even if he is, he should have Solo Sokoa there to protect him to make sure that that doesn't occur. So, yeah, I, but Plus, have, when, when is Roman Reigns ever going to be in a situation like they passed on for Seth Rollins? Right. Because the right. Judgment Day has the same number of people as them. I, I hear you, so if you want to say it... more people if you count Rhea Ripley. To, to your point, I don't think it hurts Roman Reigns if you do say it. I don't think it's necessary to say. And I don't think you want to tie that union too tightly because once you do that in pro wrestling terms, somebody's got to split, right? Like you don't. Oh, do, that's going to happen immediately, though. But I'm saying like somebody's got to split. Someone's got to turn gotta, face. Exactly. Like, when you do a union that tight, it's because it has to end with them going against each other. And at the moment, I don't see the path forward for that. I don't see – maybe at some point you sacrifice Dom and you could make the Judgment Day face or – Here's the other weird thing. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. WWE is doing a lot of – even if it's just for, like, one match or whatever – Right, They're not a lot afraid of... anymore of heel versus heel. Yeah, but then you accidentally turn somebody face, which is uh, worse. That, yeah. Like that, it's worse if you're not trying to do it, and you present that as like a big main event type of match, and all of a sudden, then some when people are forced to pick a side, the crowd starts cheering for the Judgment Day, and you're like, whoa, whoa, we never wanted them to be faces. We and just that, wanted that, to do this and match. That definitely would, and that would definitely happen. Yeah, like so that, I, yes. that's what would happen. That's why I wouldn't want to tie the union too tightly because I think it would demand that you have to do that, and I don't see that path. Look, man, could you could you acknowledge the the same way that the bloodline was never face, but people were happy to see them because they were the stars? 
could you allow the judgment day to take on that role moving forward if you did this? If you said, look, we're not telling you their faces, but we're going to be okay with you being excited to see them. We're just also going to remind you that they're still heels in the process. It's it's a it's a tough needle to thread. And given how incapable they are of storytelling, I wouldn't trust them to do it. But. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's well, worth Dom, a shot. Dom in that situation is. Yeah, Dom is the poisonous thing there. Like you'd have to if you went wanted to go that route, you'd have to sacrifice Dom. And. I think that's okay, by the way. Like, I, this goes back to the, what are you actually getting out of this for Dom? Why would it hurt if at some point Rhea did turn on Dom and took her buddies and maybe even JD McDonough and that did become a face group moving forward? Like, I, I don't, I don't think that's the end of, especially if you timed it out right and had Damien cash in on the right person. Like, if Drew McIntyre really went full heel, and at the same time you kicked Dom out of the group, you also had Damian cash in on a heel Drew McIntyre. There could be something that, god damn, there would be actual storytelling there, and it would be fun and good programming, and so obviously it's not going to happen. All right, uh, I, I got to run. Whatever else you want to do, I, I love you. Um, uh, at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com. Thanks, boys. Enjoy. Brandon, you got anything else you really want to talk about? We didn't, we didn't get Glenn to acknowledge Dom yet, <laughs> but we should have. Absolutely. Um, we've been talking. We've been talking about Dom having better matches lately, and like becoming more of a. I mean, I think you and I have been on board with this for a little bit, but as a character, at least, he, or as a. As he, I, I was going to say he's been getting better in the like. There's some people who are blowing it up on the internet. It's like, oh my god, what was it? it was the Dragon Lee match on Raw where it was like, oh my god, look what a great rest. Did you see what Mickey James said? I did. That was did. Mickey. If, if you didn't see Mickey James, was like you know, he has he's so naturally so far ahead of the game. He's going to be a Hall of Famer in ten years, which. Whatever. Look, if he's around in 10 years, he probably will be a Hall of Famer just because he's been around for 10 years. But, like, we don't need to go that far. But, no, I mean, his matches are what they should be. Like, if he was better, his character wouldn't be as good. Yeah, um, I mean, we do have to acknowledge that his three, his last three or four opponents are all, I mean, I can't think of a bad wrestler among No, but at the same time, like, bad, he was, you know I'm, I'm, I, I'm not saying that he was carrying the load or anything, but he was, he was contributing to the match. This isn't, you know, he wasn't a wooden board and letting, you know, Absolutely. whoever. Yeah, like. Absolutely. Um, so, I, I guess we should, uh, I'm trying to think if we should talk about some of the more uncomfortable things on both shows. Uh, this week, I'll start with the Lexus King thing, uh, for Brian Pillman Jr. Um, what did you think of it, first of all? Because I have a very specific reason why I didn't like it. About the promo or about the name? Either or. Because they tie into each other for me. So, you mean how he's kind of denouncing his dad? It's, it's more than that. It's, did you watch the Pillman Dark Side of the Ring? No. So throughout that, Brian Pillman Jr. talks about what an abusive asshole his stepfather was. Like, that was a big part of that documentary about how 
you know, he felt abandoned that his mom married this guy who was physically and mentally and abusive guy, to him. And that's the guy he's taking the name of. Yeah. Ooh. And that to me is a, unless you're, I, no, that, that to me is a, even if it is, and this is something we'll talk about with the other part thing I'm going to bring up. Even if he's okay with that, even if he feels, oh, that's a cool heel thing to do, like, that's not good. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, like, we can even say, like, he was in a place where he thought it would get him more attention and it wasn't. Like, whatever you say at this point, like, that's what I'm going to think of whenever I'm seeing his this character now. And that's not good. <laughs> so apparently... I'm reading something that says his sister's name was Alexis. Kate. Yeah, no, and the sister part, great. Lexus, if he wanted to be Lexus, literally anything else, but the fact that it's King and not just King, but because he wanted to honor the guy who raised him is. Yeah, and it said he wrestled under the name Alex King in the Indies. Yeah. Did he? I don't remember that at all. So that's what it says. Huh. Because like his very we we had him on this show after his very first match and he was flying Brian Jr. Uh, after his first match, I, I'm not going to pretend that I saw every single one of his matches. Uh, it just says Brian Pillman Jr. previously wrestled under the name Alex King on the independent circuit, so the change hmm. isn't a significant departure. Weird. Um, but still, I like <laughs> that to me is it's um I'm trying to come up with a good comparison i'm struggling right now but i just but dude what you're telling me is weird when he's like this is my real dad yeah like <laughs> after you you can't really come back from saying what you said granted it's on dark side of the ring and most people didn't see it but that's a weird bit it's a weird bit it's uncomfortable to me and whatever again denouncing your dad especially if you're coming in as a heel and not that we've seen much personality from him but it wouldn't surprise me if he made a better heel than a face. Not the worst thing in the world. It's just choosing that name for that reason is an error in my mind. Um, before I go on to the the next thing I want to talk about, was there anything WWE wise you wanted to bring up? Um, where do we think? We're going with the title picture on NXT. Like, I'm, I'm truly interested. Like, do we think this is just Carmelo's going to win this match? And is it as simple as they just wanted to give Ilya this moment, flip the title back to Carmelo at Halloween Havoc, or do we think it's going to be like a longer road for Carmelo? I think it's going to. The only reason you get that because this wasn't. This wasn't a wrestler. There a sto- well, there is a story there for Baron Corbin, right? He's oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't like it, but, like, he defeated Dragunov, right? I so. get it. I, I think that's a bad mistake. The, the weird thing about, like, I'm not inherently against the, the quick title reign for Dragunov here. I don't think he needs a big title reign. But he also wasn't yeah. a person who, like, it felt – there's sometimes you feel like – Okay, this guy needs a title reign before he goes up. There's a story that hasn't been told. There's a moment that needs to happen. That wasn't the case with Dragonoff. Like he was always a good wrestler, but not somebody who you're like, oh my god, if he doesn't win the NXT title before he goes up, it's a crime. 
it's cool. I like seeing it. He's great. He's phenomenal. And if it is this quick thing just to get him up there, cool. I just don't think he really ever needed the title to be part of this story. So the fact that they gave him the title at all when it, uh, like I said, it didn't seem necessary. I, I think it means he's not losing it immediately. Whether or not it's back to Carmelo, I, I think if you go too far down this road, if we're talking about the the title change, you know, Dragunov dropping it, um, you know, I, I guess if you want to say Carmelo, the latest Carmelo could win it would be New Year's Revolution. Is that the name of the show? New Year's Revolution or whatever. Um, that would be yeah. the absolute latest he could win it in my mind. Once you get past there, it's not Carmelo anymore. And yeah, I guess it just depends on how it plays into the trick. Carmelo. And, and, and that's the thing. If you're telling me right now, where am I betting? It's trick mania weekend over dragon off. That's where I'd bet. I wouldn't put it as a odds on favorite or anything right now. Cause I do think it's very much wide open and who knows where they could be going. They could be going in a lot of different directions, but right now, Trick winning it from Dragunov makes sense. Um, I did think it was funny that, like, you know, just to <clears throat> just to finish up on NXT, like, I did think it was funny that we were talking about <clears throat> how they stacked the card with with main roster draws. And then you watch the show, and they had to keep like you like oh here's L A Knight. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, like they didn't even announce L A Knight. It's like here's Cena and Cody and everything else. Oh yeah, we need L A Knight to just out of nowhere. That also what I didn't totally understand what L A Knight's role like. Why did he need to be there? What what was the purpose of him having you know? I, I, I understand what he said about, oh, he's supposed to keep out the Judgment Day. I, I, I don't totally and, get and that. Did. And did, sure, but like, you know, John Cena on, or, or someone on the outside could have done the same thing. Well, the way I read it was just like Cody Rhodes furthering his Judgment Day. You know what I mean? Well, like it, it, it's Cody of... Rhodes being John Cena is what it is. Right. And I mean, um, that that's the Cena. No, I'm not going to say the Cena is the Cena moves. But again, every time Cody comes out now, it is what move is he going to take from John Cena? And that was a very John Cena right. move. But I, but I will say, like, it probably furthers the point that L.A. Knight's on the Super Friends team, because, like, it, it did play into the story of, OK, Cody's messing with the Judgment Day. He's bringing this guy in. He beat up two of the Judgment Day guys. You know what I mean? They're gonna yeah, I, I guess like, the other question, and, and that's more likely than, you know, we were talking about DIY before, more likely it's... By, by the way, by the way, we should all be mad because he prevented Dominic Mysterio from winning the NXT championship. <laughs> that was also really <laughs> weird. Though I will say I did enjoy, uh, you know, I, I said a few weeks ago, I was like, ooh, is this just this whole Dom thing in NXT leading to him getting just destroyed by Dragunov? I did enjoy seeing that. Um, yes. You know, Dominic getting his ass kicked is, you know, again, it makes such a great heel. That is the classic heel. Who do you want to see get his ass kicked? It, yeah. I want to see Dom get destroyed and Dragon off. There's very few better right now to to lay that beating than uh, also, Dragon off. Also, what was what was with the John Cena bit on Braun Breaker? He like he like did a Ric Flair like like uh, take out your leg type of 
thing. Like, what was what, what was that? Did you catch that? Like when when Braun Breaker was outside of the ring, he like hit his leg when the ref wasn't looking. Like what? There's a there's a lot of weird. Just I, nothing that no, John that, that Cena does. Like I, I almost don't even pay attention to it anymore because. I just thought that was the weirdest thing on the entire show because <laughs> there there wasn't like a, a any reason, you know what I mean? Like he had the stairs or whatever, but like I don't know, <laughs> he wasn't cheating, really. I mean we we've, we've established the stairs as like you're allowed to do that for some reason, right? So I I the whole I mean the whole John Cena Braun Breaker interaction was. <laughs> really, honestly, I, I'm gonna pull a Glenn here. That was bad. That was bad. The, the, the your glaring weakness is your attitude. You need respect. Like, what? What? I mean, that was Cena, is what it was. But my God, that was horrendous. You know, somehow, the Undertaker's promo was so much better, and it wasn't that great, but it was a lot better than that. What's, what are they doing with Jay? Uh, one other thing. I, I did, actually. I wish Glenn was still here. What? I mean, I guess it's just, it, you know, showing her whenever you can, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I was surprised she was on NXT. I think it said all we need to say about it that they didn't show her after that. Right. And just like at the pay-per-view, they showed her once. And I, it, they're just introducing her as like, oh, she's coming. We don't know where she's coming. But she's coming and she's going to be a big deal. And that's probably what it is. I just I was taken aback a little bit to see her on NXT. But it, but it was but it was cool that it was like. That was their opportunity because it was, that was the NXT that had all the people on it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not necessarily yeah. against it. And my God, I mean, our, our first step outside of that SUV on uh, Fastlane was I mean, that was electric just to see her walk out of the SUV. Well, on NXT, like, they hear the crowd, like, lose their shit when they realize that that wasn't Tiffany Stratton, (laughs) you know? Right, like, it's just, I'm I'm not even wondering what, like, she's going to be fine, more than fine, she's going to be a star. Um, I'm wondering if they know exactly right now, they know they want her big, they know they want everything, but do you think they know how they want to introduce her right now? No. Yeah. And that's why I'm a little surprised they're showing her. Unless they do. And it's just (laughs) like, like they can't do it for like a month or two or something. And that's why, look, again, it's not bad to show her. It makes, it's going to make her an even bigger deal when she shows up. I'm good with it. But I I think in three weeks, if we're talking on, you know, if we're we're coming together and talking about how she's stepped out of a car four more times. You've, you've set, yeah, you've set the clock now. Yeah. Like with you can you can even make the announcement, you know, the big ESPN and everything article. As long as she hasn't shown up on screen, there's no clock on when she has to show up. The second like, she like, starts showing up, that's yeah, when the yeah. clock starts. Like RIP, but this was the issue with Bray Wyatt. Like the second that you started bringing him out every week, it's like, okay, what, what what's happening? You know. Um Trying to think if there's anything else. <sighs> yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah. It was just a, you know, like they I, I'm not again, they're punting football season basically. They're they're running in place. There's not a whole lot to talk about. Um Yeah. At, unless there's something else. 
Um, I, I do want to say the good hopping over to AEW. Um, I'm with a good chunk of the internet here. And then it goes back to the, what I was saying about Pillman, even if he's good with it, even if he wants it, even if he says a good, it's a good heel move. Um, you need someone to say no to that. They needed someone to say no to the, the Friedman quarter thing from, uh, Juice Robinson. Like I know what, I know what MJF is saying on Twitter now and how he wants it to, you know, be directly that that is not a road you should go down at all especially now so the interesting thing is is i'm not even sure i get the reference so maybe i'm a dummy but what's the i i mean it it was it 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 was mjf quarter just anti-semitic bullying basically oh yeah and and they're that's i mean they're not saying that's was a you know, mistaken reference. They're saying that was the reference there. Um, obviously horrendous timing, but regardless of the timing, like, um, incredibly horrendous timing. <laughs> yeah. But, but regardless of the timing, like, so now Juice Robinson is anti Semitic. Like, that's the character we want to go with. That's, even if you're going to say this is MJF overcoming bullying and making a great face moment. Uh, I don't want to overreact and say it kills Juice Robinson dead, but if you're saying that in kayfabe, Juice Robinson is anti-Semitic, that's, uh, it's not good. That's a choice. (laughs) It's a choice. Um, Um, yeah. Fox News has an article about this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the whole, if I remember correctly, and I could be re- misremembering the, the, the full story, but basically it was like, MJF has told stories in the past about how, like, the, you know, he wasn't, there weren't a lot of Jews around when he was on his football team, like, some of his teammates would throw quarters at him and, you know, say any Semitic things. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. I'm reading, I'm reading this now. Do, do, do I do I have do I have that memory correct? <laughs> yeah, it said wrestlers used to roll quarters as a weapon. Makes dates back to his days in New Japan. Yeah, no, the the roll of quarters the... thing. If it didn't say Friedman on it, if he was just holding up a roll of quarters and is like, "I'm going to get you with this." Just cool. furthermore, he said he's going to MJF, who was Jewish, mentioned in a promo in 2019 on Dark how he would get bullied in football practice of quarters thrown at him. Yeah. And and the Twitter, you know, his Twitter since then has been, you know, saying, you know, yes, yes, and I'm going to stand up for this and, you know, blah, 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 you know, the kind of the face stuff. Um, don't go down this road. This is like this is one of those times in wrestling where, yes, we like continuity. Yes, we like things to matter. Just pretend this never happened. Like about face. Pretend it never happened. And I'll I'll be one to be like, OK. That was fine. That was good. Sometimes it's just better to abandon ship. Um, don't go down this road because I, I think that could badly hurt Juice Robinson uh, if you go too far down it. Yeah, I like how he, he started talking about Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> like that wasn't good either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That there was a whole thing. There, there was a weird bit on Twitter where someone's like, "Well." You got no one said anything about Mohammed Hassan. Why are you saying things now? It's like, wait, wait, 
When did no one say anything about Muhammad Hassan, the character that was famously canceled by the network? (laughs) I was going to say they abandoned the character because the network threatened them. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And I guess unless you have something else, we'll finish off with Tony Khan completely going unhinged on Twitter. My God. What what on earth? Wow. This is the moment... This is the first moment I've genuinely felt like, oh, like, not, like, no one is on his side anymore. Everyone, like, even the people who are still ardent supporters of AEW, the company, are just like, go away, Tony Khan. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. You know, I can like AEW without liking you. Boy, that, remind (laughs) me, I saw some of I saw some of this stuff. So the thing I saw was him retweeting someone making a dumb comment about Shawn Michaels and Triple H and him saying something about a Dave Meltzer Booker of the Year award. Oh, yeah. he Yeah, well, he was – yeah, they were like, oh, well, Shawn Michaels Booker of the Year, and he said – uh he said, Sean proved why he can't win Booker of the Year, which again shows how much he cares about these silly Observer Awards. He also um, tweeted out something about bald assholes referring to them. He also uh, today put out a tweet uh, congratulating WWE for the first time in history having The Undertaker and John Cena had under a million viewers. Oh my which, God, I'm reading <laughs> like that now. The, I mean, it was bad. Just really, really, he's lost all support. He's got to get, I, I mean, we've said that for God knows how long now. He got asked to get off the computer, but it's to the point where there's no one left defending him. Like the, the most ardent AEW fans aren't defending him anymore. He's got to get away from the computer because he's, I mean, Mel, 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 clearly Tony Khan never looked up the ratings for the tribute to the troop shows. <laughs> <laughs> Were those ever like for a million? I mean, I, I think it had trouble airing it last year. It was like, Wait, did it happen last year? Well, Cena wasn't Cena wasn't on it last year, was he? Or was he? I don't no, know. but I'm just saying. I think that's that's the level of care that USA Network gives to that program. No, I mean, and look, it, it, it was on it, WWE Network the one year. There was definitely not a million people watching. Well, but he, he was saying Cena specifically had under a million viewers for the one, but which it, Cena but it, it, it Undertaker. It it, it yeah. doesn't even complete it it doesn't even matter it I mean look oh, wow. Meltzer Meltzer did you see this report from did you see this report from Brian Alvarez which one it says the overall thought within AEW is they want Tony Khan to put his phone away and step away from social media yeah there there's there's that and wow. there's Meltzer probably on the same show said it remind reminded him of like Eric Bischoff in the late nineties completely losing it so. <laughs> Yeah, go away, Tony Khan. Like, let oh, like your program Booker. play out. Just stop talking. Booker T is going in on him. Well, Booker, what did Booker T? Booker T also said something really interesting, uh, not interesting, just kind of surprising coming from him. I think it was ne- who was it against? Negative against? I can't even remember. But I mean, he's always. I feel like every time he has his show, he's trying another way to make headlines. So, yeah. Wow. All right. Anything else? Eric Bischoff. I think Tony's beyond help. I don't think Tony Khan's the type of person that wants help. 
I think Tony Khan more than anything else wants to be Paul Heyman or Vince McMahon. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. All right. Anything else? I'm done. Yeah, I'm done too. All right. Uh, make your plugs. Plugs. Danny Lux announced the Rams at live November 25th. The Locks is going to be doing their uh, big record all the way through on November 26th. WPOC St. Jude's um, Jingle Y'all featuring Walker Hayes and Scotty McCreary on December 13th and Joseph on January 28th. All tickets on sale now at RamsHeadLive.com. Follow at RamsHeadLive on Instagram Twitter. And as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the A Oster. Come out to Las Vegas, go to the Circa, go to the Stadium Swim, where actually some high profile wrestlers were hanging out over the past week. Uh, so it's, if it's good enough for them, good enough for you, come out to Stadium Swim, it's great. Uh, follow so Circus Survive. And Circus Survive, always, always listen to Circus Survive. Uh, <laughs> uh, follow AJ on Twitter at AJFrancis410. Of course, Glenn as well at Glenn Clark Radio for Glenn, for Brandon, for AJ. I'm Aaron. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. Yeah, I'm not even going to do a finish. <laughs>